0: I have never really talked about all the things that I have missed out on or given up because I don't ever want to make you feel bad or hurt your feelings. Yeah. So.
1: You have tears about that right now. Apparently. Yeah.
0: Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less Feel understood and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore. And on today's episode, when do I get to do things my way?
1: Wait a second. We get to do things my way.
0: Your way or my way? My way. My way. My way.
1: Okay. That's right. My way. My way. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Here we go. Yesterday. I made Uh an announcement to you. Okay. And I'm curious how it's been sitting because we talked about it briefly, but we haven't talked about it hardly at all. Okay. Okay. And I really would like to know your thoughts on it. Because I have some thoughts about it as well that I haven't dived in and dissected as well. Okay. Okay.
0: (laughs) Please don't make me tell you what the announcement was. (laughs) Because we talk about lots of stuff.
1: Yesterday, I told you that after 28 years of raising our kids, that I am sick and tired of having to do things everyone else's way.
0: Oh, yeah. You did tell me that.
1: Because I've chosen to be a parent four stinking times. Not sure what I was thinking there. And I recognize the requirements that go along with being a parent, which is you don't get your way. You have to do things for the needs of your children. You have to do things for the needs of your wife because you've chosen to be married and not single and independent because you are in relationship with five other human beings. And for half of that time, a dog. So six (laughs) other living creatures that all want something from you. It means that I don't get to do things my way. And it kind of got brought up because it was the 4th of July. And I absolutely hate the 4th of July. Not because I don't like America, but because for years we've always had to go and do the fireworks thing. We'd try to go find a fireworks display. We'd pile in the car. We'd go and fight the crowds on a hot day. We'd have to find parking a mile and a half away. We'd have to schlep four small kids and eight tons of crap chairs and blankets and coolers and soft drinks and games and everything, try to find a place in the middle of a dry, crusty, weed-riddled field, sit there for six hours to wait for it to get dark.
0: For 10 minutes of fireworks. 10 minutes of
1: fireworks. Ooh, look at the pretty lights. That's pretty. The kids loved it. I'm glad that they loved it. And then we have to pack everything up. They're now tired, hot, exhausted, whiny, schlep everything a mile and a half back to the car, and then wait two hours to fight the traffic to get out of there to make it home where they're all grumpy and grouchy the next day. And I can't stand it. If I never went to another fireworks display ever again, I would be happy. And we haven't for many years. But we also have a big deck on the front of our house that we'll go and watch the fireworks out there. And because I don't want to be the hermit, I don't want to be the recluse who is antisocial and doesn't want to be around everybody. I go out and I watch fireworks with the kids and with you and your parents were here visiting. So I went out with them and I acted social. But if I had to do things my way, if I could do the 4th of July my way,
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: I would lock up the house. I'd put in a good movie. I'd have some sort of chocolate milk or tasty beverage for me to have. Let everyone else pop off their fireworks. I don't care. The noise doesn't bother me. I don't want to go out and watch them. I don't want to go do things like that. And it made me wonder, when do we get to do something my way? We've had this debate over Christmas trees for years. Sure. And recently we have started to do things my way. We'll buy a tree that I like. But if we look at the numbers, I think it's a pretty strong disproportionate amount of years we've done Christmas everyone else's way and not the way that I would like it. Sure. And I don't think that this is unique to myself. I think that at certain stages in everyone's relationship, that what about me mentality, mentality kicks in for some people, it's earlier, some people it's later. Some people grunt and force themselves through it because they know it's the right thing to do to sacrificially give themselves. And we talk a lot about that. We have right. to have mutual selflessness. This is a quality that we espouse on this podcast, but I'm tired. <laughs> and what about me? When is someone going to think about me? When is someone going to go, Hey honey, how do you want to celebrate the fourth? And if I'm honest, I know that my answer, everyone's going to go, uh, I don't want really that's miserable. And then I'll go, because I'm a little bit of a people pleaser and I don't want to impose or inconvenience on everybody, I'll go, okay, let's do it your way. And I will grunt and bear through it. But internally, I'm not happy. What are your thoughts?
0: What are my thoughts?
1: That was a lot. That was a five-minute rant right there. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) What were your thoughts when I kind of expressed that? Because I also have some deeper thoughts, kind of if we pull the camera back and I'm looking at myself having these thoughts. Right. It's called meta-awareness for those who are curious. Meta-awareness. Use that at a party.
0: Yeah, got it. Um, it. This isn't a conversation that we've never had before. So we've we've had conversations like this before. Sure. Especially when you were feeling like, what about me?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and to be honest, at first, it was a little a little hard to listen to because I think of all the times that we do things that all the things that we don't do, that's more accurate. all the things that we don't do because you don't like to do them, right that all the things that I have missed out on, right because you don't like to do them. So I was having a little bit of a hard time just even, uh, empathizing with you. Um, and, and so
1: we're going to come back to that. That's an important thing, but keep going.
0: So it was really hard to give a crap. (laughs) No, not that, but it was like maybe a little bit of my Pharisees showed up or, and there was a little bit of like, yeah, I get it. I think I did an okay job of listening to you. You did
1: a great job of listening to me.
0: I didn't come back with any of the thoughts that I had.
1: Yep. That's why Um. I'm asking now, because I know (laughs) you had some. You don't have that good of a poker face.
0: Right. Well, I just think that we, number one, for sure, having kids changes how you do things. Sure. We have to sacrifice as parents. Yes. For our kids. Otherwise they'll grow up kind of miserable and probably not having a lot of experiences. True. Or having a lot of experiences that they don't enjoy. So that's still miserable as well. Yes. But as a married couple, we both have to sacrifice things that we like and enjoy and want to do. And I would say part of me started to say that it's probably been fairly unbalanced that you sacrifice more than me. But when I think about it, I think it's probably... On a daily basis, maybe more you. But I think over a long period of time, we both have given up stuff. I have never really talked about all the things that I have missed out on or given up because I don't ever want to make you feel bad or hurt your feelings. Yeah. So.
1: You have tears about that right now. Apparently. Yeah. And you don't want to make me feel bad by telling me how much you've missed out on. Yeah. And yesterday I'm telling you how much I'm missing out on, which makes you feel.
0: Like, well, I kind of get it. Okay. I guess. Well, okay. Let me think. Let me figure out what exactly it was I was feeling because there's always an underlying feeling.
1: What do you think the tears are about right now?
0: Well, I don't know.
1: But they're there. Yes,
0: they are. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think two thoughts at the same time. <laughs>
1: no, you can't.
0: Um, Which one do you want me to answer first? You pick it. What was the first question?
1: <laughs> Just go with the one that's most relevant for you right now.
0: It's really hard to hear someone talking about what about me? When do mm-hmm. we get to do things my way? When you feel like you give up a lot of stuff? When we don't? How do I word that?
1: You want to try to put a context on it? Here? Yeah,
0: thank you. I appreciate. I don't know. Help. I
1: don't know if this is in the ballpark of what you're trying to say. We always judge ourselves by our intentions and not our actions. We know what's going on inside our heads, and so. I might be giving up lots of things for you internally and I never tell you about it. And so those points are stacking up against you and you have no idea that I've been giving up things for you. Right. But if we look at the math and you're going, oh, you gave up two things for me today. Are you kidding? I gave up 52 things for you (laughs) today. And you don't recognize that. And so we always judge ourselves by our own intentions, not by our actions. Right. Or we judge others by their actions, not by their intentions. We judge ourselves by our own internal intentions in some way. And so you are very aware of everything you've given up for me, and I'm not. And so I'm not awarding you those points. They're not going to your credit. I'm not walking up to you going, thank you so much for sacrificing so much for me today.
0: So that explains why I would feel so strongly about yeah. You saying, how can we never get to do things? When do I get to have my way? Yeah, And I'm going, it happens probably more than you're aware of.
1: That's the pin I want to come back to. As I am aware of my own thinking here and I have this meta awareness, that's the word of the day, and I'm able to pull myself back and look at my thoughts here. I know that I am thinking inaccurately. I know that my awareness of how much you have sacrificed for me is disproportionate. I am skewed. I'm only aware of my sacrifices and I'm not aware of what you've given up. And I know that you've had to give up a lot for me because of my introvertedness, because of my large internal world and not an external world. You are an extrovert. You get energy by being around people and I get energy by being by myself and You have had to give up a lot. I am aware that my feelings are inaccurate. Let's put it that way. Yet they're still there. Sure. And I am trying to both validate my own feelings, but I am not going to be demanding about my feelings, if that makes sense. I'm not going to come to you and go, now you owe me. You got to admit that I've given up more for you than you have for me. Right. I'm not going to be putting any of that on you because I, I know that you have sacrificed a lot for me. The kids have sacrificed a lot for me. I know that I wish that we would have taken them on more things and it would have cost me more because I wish our kids had more experiences. Right. We've had limitations around some of that. We couldn't do some of that, but that's kind of some regrets I have. I wish we could have done more with the kiddos. What I'm intrigued by is why now? Why at... 29 years of marriage (laughs) at 52 years of life at this season in my life. Does this script show up in my head so strongly?
0: Right. I think that's interesting. As opposed to a
1: year ago or six years ago.
0: Four weeks ago. Yeah.
1: And I don't have an answer for that. I don't know. But in my attempt to be self aware, in my attempt to be treating you appropriately, and again, sharing my feelings without demanding that my feelings be validated, I recognize there's more going on, but I don't have the answers yet. Right. And I want to put that out there and go, I'd like to just kind of study this for a while rather than kind of do something about it. Right. Study these feelings I'm having.
0: I'm going to step back for just a second in the thought too, a little bit, because I think the other thing that I found really interesting, because you brought this up yesterday, yeah. it felt a little out of the blue for me, yeah. but that's not a big deal. But it's just interesting because I think what really struck me now that my brain is back in thinking mode was over the last few days, when you have been doing things around the house, there was a few times that I caught myself, I started to say something to you about, do it a different way, not in those specific words, And I caught myself and I was like, just let him do it how he wants to do it. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. So I think that that was something else that was fresh on my mind Mm. when you brought up this thing. And I was like, why is he bringing this up now? Is it because I didn't say something to him when he was doing things? Or did he notice that I was caught myself or what's Mm. going on? So I think I was a little bit like, that underlying thing of like, what's going on here? Yeah. And especially when I notice, I know distinctly, just on little things. This is, an, I'm not talking about the big things, but just little things that whether you don't need someone telling you how to do it right, or what to do or do it differently or questioning you. Who cares if you want to use my outdoor broom? I was going like, to ask, was <laughs> it the broom thing to, with the hair? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I was only gonna say because it's just an outdoor broom so it's dirty, but I was like, but he doesn't wanna get hair in our house broom, so use the outdoor broom. That's a great idea.
1: I remember you catching yourself around that. Yeah, That's was funny like, that that sticks out. Yeah,
0: and so I was like I don't need to tell him to use a different broom. That broom is just fine. Thank you. And so that's just one little thing. But there were four or five different things.
1: That's scary how accurate you are in that, by the way, because I did go, oh, we have an indoor broom and an outdoor room, and I don't want to get the indoor broom dirty, which is ironic. It's a broom. You don't want to get it dirty. That's a little idiotic, but you're exactly right. You figured me out. Yeah. Which and is scary. and I was
0: just going it's the outdoor broom, it's going to get like mud and dirt on the floor on the but floor you're cleaning. big deal. It's just the <laughs> floor.
1: So these are the things people fight about and cause huge arguments in their world until you can talk about it and be honest about your thinking process here. Right. We're both trying to do something conscientious. I don't want to ruin the indoor broom, you don't want to ruin the, the floor inside with, with the
0: dirty outdoor the, broom. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So so when you brought that conversation up, when you made your declaration of when's it going to be my time to do what I want to do? And I was just thinking.
1: You have more points in your head.
0: I guess that's. Yeah. So between that and then thinking about all the things that I have not done. We have not done my way over the years. Yeah. And we've not done. For you, yeah, it was just kind of like really hard to hear that.
1: This sentiment, this statement is actually the very first stage on the relationship roadmap. It's that hurting phase. And that's the thing that's been going on in my head. Again, We try to apply a lot of these tools that we actually try to give to other people. What is hurting inside me right now as opposed to four weeks ago or six weeks ago or six years ago? There must be something hurting inside me. And I'm trying to identify what that is rather than act on autopilot and react out of that hurt. And I'm looking for a little bit of care. When I say I want things my way, that's code for do you care about me? Do you... Recognize that I need a little bit more attention or care or concern or whatever else that is It's actually one of the tools in the relationship roadmap. It's the calling one in the first connection series where We send messages all the time, but it's an attempt to get connected And if you miss that call when I say hey, feels like we don't get things my way You as a spouse as a wife get to go Apparently, he's needing something. I want to make sure I hear that message. Mm-hmm. And I don't just ignore it and send it to voicemail. Right. I don't hang up on it and just ignore it altogether. I'm trying to recognize that there's a legitimate need there. I wasn't even aware I had that need until we were doing this podcast right now. Right. But it's probably pretty true. So it's like, hmm, I wonder why I have these needs at the moment. Well, will have to figure it out. We'll have a longer conversation when we're off the podcast. <laughs> right. We don't have to put all of our dirty laundry out there. <laughs> But it would be fun to kind of figure that out and and kind of what that means. Yeah. The reason we're talking about it here is because this happens all the time for so many other marriages. Two things, this emotional calls, emotional bids, desire to get connected, and it comes out in covert ways, kind of secret language here. Sure, Rarely does someone come up to you and say, I'm feeling uncared for. Would you please meet my emotional and relational needs? That's weird. (laughs) People don't do that. But they do say it feels like I never get my way anymore. If you can have the response you did, which was gracious and kind and just listened rather than getting defensive. Right. It opens up the opportunity for conversation. So that's the first part of this. And then the second part of this is I think everybody goes through a season where it just feels like they aren't getting their way and that they have extra needs in some way for right. whatever reason. Sometimes that's early in the marriage. Sometimes that's late in the marriage. Sometimes that's circumstantial, but everyone goes through those seasons. You are responsible. The person who's feeling that I am responsible because I'm the one having the feelings right now for being aware of those feelings and not reacting out of those feelings. Right. to be able to talk about them appropriately measuredly non-accusingly. Sure. So that's kind of why we're talking about this today. Yeah. I didn't expect it to go here, but apparently that's where it went. And apparently we got more conversation to have when we're done. Yeah. If this is sounding like you, dear listeners, who are out there and you're going, yes, that was our conversation. Well, that should have been our conversation two nights ago, because I really feel like he's not caring about me or she doesn't think about me very often. Paul and Shannon are talking about this. Probably we need to talk about this. If that's where you're at right now and you want to have some of the tools to kind of create those connections communication and conflict resolution by our relationship roadmap that's why we built that that's why some of these tools are on there we obviously are trying to use them right now in the middle of these conversations but if you don't have that framework to kind of work off of that would be the framework that you can start with yeah it's an hour long it's 10 videos five minutes each easily easy to digest and super good tools really good tools that um help you get connected again help you have better communication and have easier and faster conflict resolution
0: that's yes. the whole point
1: so okay that's what we're putting out there that
0: was a good one
1: it was better than the first one we tried that <laughs> we're not releasing because just no. not a good episode No,
0: sometimes that happens
1: <laughs> <laughs> but now you're wondering ooh, what was ooh, that episode what was huh? it about? <laughs> you'll never know
0: <laughs> or maybe you will and you just won't know that's right Anyway,
1: thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you later.
0: (laughs) Bye. Bye.